And since he kind of told me about that, that's kind of how I live my life. Like somebody asked me to do something. It's something maybe I think I won't like. Yeah, I'll do it. Sure. You know, let's try it. That, like when I came to Paraguay, um, I got asked to go skydiving because a friend of the person I was with does skydiving like for a living. He teaches it. He takes people, all of that. And I never wanted to skydive. That terrifies the shit out of me. I don't like it's not something I've ever wanted to do. But because he asked me. And I was in a different country and it was like, well, okay, sure. And I'll never do it again. I didn't like it, but I did it. (laughs) That is so huge. Are you ready to decide it's your turn to live your most purposeful, profitable, passionate life? I'm Christina LeCure, former professional golfer turned confidence and success coach. I truly believe every one of us was put here for a God-given purpose and it is our responsibility to live that fully. For well over a decade now, I've been turning my life as well as countless others around from feeling unworthy, incompetent, and without a purpose to living a life I cannot wait to wake up for, even on days when shit hits the fan. And it all started with a decision. Yeah, you heard that right. I said God and shit in the same sentence. So clearly this won't be your typical podcast, but what I can assure you is that each week myself and my guests are going to enlighten you, fire you up, and having you walk away with stories and strategies to not only boost your confidence, but give you hope that at any moment in time, you have the power to decide it's your turn. Hey, y'all, welcome back to the Decide It's Your Turn podcast. I am so stoked for today's guest. She is a great friend, a former client. She does not have a blue check mark or sports accolades. However, she is just like a regular human being like you and I who has made some absolutely monumental decisions in her life to create her best and happiest life. Lisa is a marriage and family therapist. She currently lives in South America, and you're going to hear all about that. I cannot wait for you to meet this woman who I adore, my good friend, Lisa Jellison. Y'all, I'm so excited for this morning's interview. I am here with one of my good girlfriends, former client, still good girlfriends, Lisa Jellison. I am so excited that you're here. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to be here too. I've been asking like, can I be on the podcast? And here I am. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what? Here's the thing. Like a lot of people have asked to be on the podcast and especially in the beginning of this, I want to make sure that it is really the right people. And when you asked, there was no way in the world that I would have not had you on. This podcast, as everyone knows, is all about decisions and deciding and the power of deciding it's your turn. And I can't think of like, literally, there's probably like two clients over the course of the last five years that have literally stepped into the power of deciding more than you. So for those of you who don't know Lisa, you know, she's not a social media star. She's not a celebrity. She's not an athlete. She's not anything except for an amazing human being who she's obviously a therapist and a wife and all the things, but she is such like a role model to so many of people in our mastermind groups and our retreats and my coaching clients, like every single person who meets you is like, Oh my God, if I could have the confidence and the mindset and the power of making decisions like Lisa, we would all be so happy. So that is the number one reason why you're here. And I'm so oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I, that's like really nice to hear. I love to hear that. <laughs> 
It's, but it's so 100% true. Today, we're going to talk all about so many decisions that you've made in your life. I mean, I know that there's a few of them, but definitely the power of the two main decisions, I think, that basically like, and you tell us, that like, pretty much transformed your life since what, 2017? Yeah, like 2000. Well, 2016, it kind of started. And then 2017, like I took the leap. I just made the decisions. They were really hard. And I did it. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about that. Let's talk about these decisions that were really hard, but really honestly transformed your life. You know, your questionnaire, one of the coolest things I read, and I believe it about my life too, is that like, I have a life that's unfucking believable. And so do you because you've decided it. So take us back to 2016 and where you kind of were and kind of get us to where you are now. We can dive into all the things. You know, um, 2016 and, and even before, like I wasn't, um, like necessarily unhappy, but I was comfortable and, um, things were, things were going okay. Like I, I was married. Um, I had a nice house. I had nice cars. We had a boat, like great friends, the best friends I've ever had in my life. And, um, nothing was necessarily wrong with my life, but Um, I, I got a, I ended up, um, hosting a foreign exchange student, my husband and I, and he was from Brazil and it was the most amazing experience I've ever had. Like I would highly recommend if anybody is interested hosting foreign exchange students, it's like, for me, it was life changing. And I just feel like you learn so much about culture and he invited my husband and I to come to Brazil to visit his family, to meet everybody, see everything. They were going to take us around. My husband ended up deciding he didn't want to go. He's you know, he's not like me where I'm like, I want all the experiences. Let's do it. And so I went and that was like, like that just, you know, doubled my, oh my God, this is the most amazing thing I've ever done. I realized the world is so big, um, but yet small at the same time. And I want to know more of it. I had never traveled out of the country before other than going on a trip, like a cruise to Mexico. That was it, which I don't know. I don't really consider that traveling out of the country at this point. But um, when I got back, it's like I had this whole new outlook, like life is short. I want to do all the things I, I want to see the world. I want to travel. Like there's so many options. It's like, I, you know, I've always kind of thought outside the box, but at that point I was thinking, way outside the box. Like, how can I get, you know, move my job online and and do all this traveling and live in other countries? And my husband was just like, yeah, like, how am I going to get my boat there? And I was like, who gives a fuck about your boat? Like, (laughs) you're going to be like traveling the world. That was the exact thing he said that at that moment, it was like, I knew that this, this isn't going to work for me. It's just not going to work. But I pushed through. We um, we went to some counseling together, which we had done before previous years. And um, I ended up going in 2017 to a trip to Paraguay with a friend's mom um, who is Paraguayan. And again, like just had the greatest time, like just life changing experiences. Like, you know, again, the world is so big. I want to see all of it. And my husband, while I was gone, um, just treated me horribly. It was like he resented me for having all of these experiences. And then, you know, I kind of realized through that process that he's kind of emotionally abusive. Like, um, and he had been for a few years just from things that had been going on in his life. And we had been together for about 10 years at that point, nine or 10 years. And so I 
you know, when I got back, we again went to some counseling, but it's like, I knew like I, and I did, I told him like, I, I think that I want a divorce. Like I, I don't want to live like this anymore. I know there's more out there. And that was like the first really hard decision, you know, because he had no idea that, you know, that was, I mean, he should have, but he had no idea that was coming. And when you, when you say like, I want a divorce, you're going to break up, you know, that your entire life is going to change. Like you're probably not going to live in the same house. You're not going to have the same things. You're going to have to give up some of the stuff that you love and what's going to happen to your friend group. You know, like when you have a friend group that consists of you and your husband with other people and their husbands, it's like, somebody has to choose or neither one of you get to go back or it just, that was probably the hardest for me to come to terms with was what is our friend group going to look like? Because I had a great friend group at that time, but I decided that like me living the life that I want to live in the way that I want to live it. I mean, both my parents passed away by the time I was 33, like life is short. I want to do these things that this was kind of the, not the only way I would be happy, but I didn't feel happy with the life I was living anymore. And I didn't want to live like that. Who wants to like live another 30 or 40 years feeling that way? I don't. So I I just want to stop you there for two seconds because I know that someone listening to this podcast right now is feeling the exact emotions that you're feeling like to their core, because you hear it so often how people just like, well, shit, this is what I said I was going to do. And neither one of us are promoting Go ahead. That was exactly the thought that I didn't want to live with. Like I didn't want, I was 36 at the time. And I, you know, I thought to myself, well, we could work on this. Like we could go to more counseling. We could do this and that. Um, to my core, I didn't feel like it was going to help. Like I felt like for me, like the, it was done. And I thought if I stay in this and it goes by another two years, four years, whatever, I'm going to be 40 or 50 going, fuck, I wish I would have left when I was 36. And I didn't want to have that regret or that thought. I don't live my life with regrets. Like right now, I don't have any regrets. And I didn't want to feel that way. So that was why I said, like, I, I want a divorce. You know, it just, I don't, it's not going to work. And you are mean to me. <laughs> like, you're, you're mean. So um, that was like, probably not the divorce from him wasn't necessarily hard. I think the love had been gone for like a year for me. So I was already kind of past that. Um, what was, what was the hardest was losing my friend group. I completely lost my friend group during that whole process, just in the process of like picking sides. And, you know, I, it just, I don't, if somebody wants to be my friend, they want to be my friend. If they don't, then I don't beg for anybody's friendship. So (laughs) if they're going to choose him throughout the process, then you know what? He probably needed it more than me because he was kind of an emotional wreck. Well, see, that's another massive hit there that I want everyone to understand is that Lisa has this like belief in herself that like, you know what? obviously that wasn't for me and he needed it more like that's huge for you to even be able to say that even in the moment I'm sure in the moments you're just like fuck these bitches but yeah I was (laughs) but hindsight for sure is like you know what he obviously needed it more so I'm loving this and I know that so many people are definitely resonating with this with right now and I know not everyone you know the choice is divorce but for you it was so clear and you're like I am not living with regret I love it go ahead yeah it was so so clear it was like super fucking hard to say those words but like I knew 
that it needed to be done. And I was so, I mean, I, this is kind of, I don't know, I've never really thought of myself like this, but I live my life very spontaneously at this point. And it was very like, kind of from one month to the next, like, I got to do it. I'm saying it's it. so it's funny that you're saying that because I think of you as the most spontaneous human on the planet. <laughs> like so many people who know you from our retreats and our masterminds, they would all say the same thing is like Lisa lives so spontaneously, but it's so free. Like, oh my God, the de- again, the decision of living like that is so incredible. Right, right. So that happens. Um, and then about so so I move forward with my plan like I'm like I want to travel I want to live outside the country these are the things I want to do I'm going to figure out how to do it and at first I looked into teaching English um you know abroad like moving abroad and teaching English which is totally I mean totally doable so I actually I actually took a course and I got certified as like a ESL teacher I have a certificate and everything like I can do it um And I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to do this. Not my passion. I'm not in love with teaching English. Like that's not you who, you know, (laughs) but if that gets me to the place that I want to be, then, then I'll do it. So I got that. And then I found that um, I'm a therapist, a licensed marriage and family therapist. I found that um, there's actually companies online that provide online therapy and you work for them on like a contractor basis. So I applied with one of them and I got, I got the job. So I was like, oh, this is way better. I'm going to get paid more than I would get paid teaching English and I get to do what I love. So I started with that and I have, I have a friend, now he's my husband, (laughs) who who lives down here that I had met when I was traveling and um, came down with him. We found uh, an apartment. Um, We got all the stuff for it. Like I came down in, it was like April or May of 2018. And I found a place, nice place, apartment, got all the stuff. And then I went back to the US and I started closing everything down. Like I um, found a renter for my house. I packed up my stuff that I wanted to keep and I sold stuff that I didn't want or gave it away or whatever. And the hardest part of this process was closing my, my practice. I had a really successful private practice um, and I had it for... 10 years or nine or 10 years at that point, I'd started it from scratch, literally like, like two clients. And I built it up to this practice that like everybody knew me, I my phone rang off the hook, like really successful. And that was the hardest because that's the scariest thing, right? Like, that's your livelihood. And you're just like, Bye. <laughs> so what did you feel in that moment? Because I know so many people, again, are going to resonate with this. Like, obviously, like you were telling me you wanted to be on this podcast. I'm like, fuck, bitch, I wanted you on this podcast because let's be real. People need to hear this story because there's so many people that are going to be resonating with this. So in that moment of closing a, a practice that was multi six figures, that was very successful, that had all of these clients, like, How in the world did you make that decision that closing that was a decision that had to happen? Oh my gosh. Like I just knew like this, I don't know. I don't really know how to explain it other than my passion, my drive, my excitement, my desire to, to want to do this other thing, which was live outside the U S learn how to speak Spanish, um, have all these experiences, travel more, have more free time, like all of those things, even though like the other was scary as fuck, like I, the only way to get to that place 
was doing this where I had to just say like, okay, I'm closing. Like, and, and I, in the way that I kind of rationalized it, I think in my head also to help me with that decision was, you know what, if I go over there and I live for a year and I fucking hate it, then I can come back and people probably won't even notice I was gone. Like I can just open back up again and it'll be fine. So that was kind of how I also rationalized it for myself was do this for a year. If you hate it, you can come back and just open up again. Like oh my that gosh. Was- that, that is so, so, so important because I want people to realize that every time so many people have such a hard time making a decision and they believe it's forever and ever. Amen. Like you are so smart. Like no one took away your degree. No one took away you know your ability to have amazing clients so you're like I'm just gonna give this one year I'm just gonna commit to this for one year because if you didn't oh my god the regret would have been I know I know if I didn't I would always wonder the regret would be there like I and I just you like you just have that burning like desire that you can't quiet you know about this thing that you want to do and that was closing my practice was how I needed to get there. And, you know, I just kept telling myself, like, you know, I found a place that I can afford with the money that I'm going to make online. And, you know, because money was a huge, like, concern for me, but I worked that out, like I figured all that out, you know, so I I had, all, I didn't go here with any debt, like I, I don't have any debt. So I didn't come here with any debt. Um, but yeah, I, I just kept telling myself that if it's terrible, I'll just come back in a year. And honestly, nobody will know I was gone. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So you moved, sold your practice, moved down to Paraguay. What's next? There's so many decisions here. (laughs) Right. Right. I, you know, I get down here and I've got my online gig and it really doesn't take up very much time. Like it's a lot of just text messaging during the day, which you can do from anywhere. And then only a few people wanted video calls. Um, so I really, I had all this free time and I spent it traveling like I had wanted. I went, I mean, I, I can't even tell you in that first like year. I mean, we did a cross country U.S. trip, which sounds weird because I came back to the U.S. to do a cross country U.S. trip. <laughs> But, you know, how many people get to do that? Nobody plans to do that. People don't have time to do that. They don't, you know. So we did a cross-country U.S. trip. We had gone to Argentina a couple times, Brazil a couple of times. Um, We actually had planned to go to Bolivia, Peru, and um, Chile in uh, April of last year, but that got canceled because of COVID. But I, I lived it up. Like, it was great. And then... Um, my friend turned into a boyfriend and is now a husband during that time. So, (laughs) um, that was another, maybe just very spontaneous decision that we made. Um, you know, we, we'd been dating for a few months and we, um, came to the U S he came with me to do our cross country road trip. And we stopped in Vegas was on our list to stop in. And we were like, yeah, let's just get married while we're here. Like, again, like, I guess that's a very spontaneous way to live your life. But um, we had an Elvis wedding, we got married. um, And it was great. It was great. Like, coming from, you know, a life that I kind of like, planned everything. And this was just like, yeah, we'll have an Elvis wedding. I mean, who does that? (laughs) It's truly incredible. And, And I think one of the cool things about all of this is that, you were really listening to your soul and listening to your heart and actually like truly making a decision from a place of 
what is the thing that is going to light me up? Like life is so short and obviously we didn't touch on it, but losing both of your parents before the age of 33, that's got to do something to you inside of you that you're like, totally. totally. Losing, losing my dad. I was, I was 33. I think Um, it was in 2013. So that was about, yeah, I was 33, I think or 32 maybe. But um, when I, when my dad died, I don't know, it kind of like, I've lived without my mom. My mom died when I was 10. So that like, is kind of like, I don't even know what it's like to have a mom. Cause like zero to 10, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's by this time I've lived twice the amount of time without her. So I don't even know what it's like to have a mom. But when my dad died, it kind of like awoke this part of me that was like, you know, life is short. Both my parents didn't get to do the things they wanted to do. My mom died when she was 41. I'm going to be 40 next year. Um, and my dad died when he was, he was 68, I think, but he worked literally until three weeks before he died. And that was only because he got sick. Like he, he had all this retirement, all this money. And he did, he did nothing. Like he maybe went to Reno a couple times a year because we're, we're from California, but like, I just feel like neither one of them really got to live. And when he died, I was like, I don't want that to be me. Like, everybody says, let's wait till retirement. You know, we'll travel when we're retired or we'll do this when we're retired or have more time or whatever. And it's like, the time is fucking now. Like, I don't, I might not make it till I'm 65, given my, my family track history. So I was like, I want to do all this now. And if I have the opportunity to do it, like I, I'm just going to do it and whatever happens, I'll figure it out. I think that's so good. And, you know, two things are kind of coming up for me there. One is you and I are very similar in regards to life is now, like life is now, even, you know, even this COVID situation, so many people, doesn't matter what you think of COVID, whether, you know, you're scared to death or you're like, this is some bullshit, both. It doesn't matter. At the same time, my whole thought process on this is life is now like right. COVID is yes. COVID exists. It's here. The world has slowed the shit down, but you don't have to because life mm-hmm. is now where I've, I've said it throughout this past year of COVID is the fact that like this amount of time is not going to be tacked on to the end of our life. Like this no. is yeah. still life and you still have to enjoy and you still have and to decide. COVID might be around for a few years. Like I don't, you know, I don't know. Uh, there's certain things I can't do here, but I'm doing as much as I can. Like, you know, there's a lot of Paraguay I haven't seen. So we travel around all the time. Like we took tons of trips once the, once we were able to like start traveling around again. And we just did like three trips in December. I don't need Alex is talking about like going fishing again this month. Like we're just doing, we're doing everything that we can because like, you know, I'm not going to sit around and waste, you know, the time. So no, time is so valuable. Hey, I have a question for you. And I think a lot of people will probably ask themselves this. And, you know, you lost both of your parents before 33. I'm very fortunate to say that, you know, I've really only lost one really important person in my life when I was 18 years old, my best friend committed suicide. However, I've always had this feeling and I don't know what it is, but that like life is so, so short. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason why I now live like you do, which is very much like life is now let's enjoy now. I don't give two shits. You know, I do care about the future, but I'm also kind of like, I'm not waiting for anything. Like life is a hundred percent. Now, do you believe that someone has to have like this, like loss or tragedy or something like that in order for them to say, Hey, fuck, like I got to take life by the horns. What do you think that is? You know, I've never really thought about it like that, but 
<clears throat> sometimes I think it does take like a big, like, whoa, you know, shock or surprise or a big thing for people to go, oh, wow, you know, this is, this is real. Like this is, this is serious or, you know, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know if it does all the time, but you know, like humans, I, I'm just going to generalize and say like, we get really comfortable in things and people kind of generally don't like change. Yeah. Even for me, you know, change is hard when I make a change or do something different or, you know, change is scary. It's the unknown. So people take comfort over like having to do that scary change. And so maybe sometimes it does take something really big happening or something scary or really just like, wow, that's, you know, I should do something different. You know, like people have heart attacks and then they change their wing or something. So, yeah, yeah, you maybe know, maybe it is that way. I've never really thought about it like that. Well, it's interesting that you just said right now you are not one that likes change because holy <laughs> man, you are in constant change. So I know I am. I am, but you know, change is still like it. The beginning is uncomfortable, but but I I kind of um I can't say I don't like it because I do kind of like living in that constant state of that's why I think I'm so spontaneous, is I do like living in that constant state of things are different and new and exciting. Um, but you know, it's an adjustment every time. Like it's scary. It still doesn't make it not scary. Like, am I going to like it? What, you know, I think that, that is scary. so, I remember, um, sorry to interrupt. I, no, no, I remember one, one thing my exchange student said to me when, um, he was living with us and he was through, um, the rotary. I don't know. People probably know the rotary, but, uh, the rotary teaches them that when they come, to say yes to everything. If somebody invites you to do something, if, if somebody has this experience or I don't know, just say yes to everything. And that's how they kind of encourage them to like, they're going to have a great experience here because they're going to get to try a lot of stuff instead of just, you know, being shy or being nervous, you know, and saying no and staying home. So I, he told me about that. And I was like, wow, that's a really cool way to like live your life. And since he kind of told me about that, that's kind of how I live my life. Like somebody asked me to do something. It's something maybe I think I won't like. Yeah, I'll do it. Sure. You know, let's try it. That, like when I came to Paraguay, um, I got asked to go skydiving because a friend of the person I was with does skydiving like for a living. He teaches it. He takes people, all of that. And I never wanted to skydive. That terrifies the shit out of me. I don't like it's not something I've ever wanted to do. But because he asked me. And I was in a different country and it was like, well, okay, sure. And I'll never do it again. It, I didn't like it, but I did it. <laughs> that is so huge. Oh my God. So the two things there, like one talking about this is that you truly feel like you say yes to everything. And that is actually what propels you into living this life that is because obviously spontaneity, adventure, you know, travel and learning of new cultures and new people is something that incites the hell out of you. I think so many people are listening to this podcast. They don't even know what the fuck lights them up. They don't even know what right. makes them excited. Oh my gosh, that's so true because I work with clients all the time that I'm like, you know, what excites you? What are you passionate about? What do you like to do? And people are like, I don't really know. I haven't done those things since I was like a teenager. And that's really sad to me. That's sad. I can tell you exactly what I like. <laughs> like, <laughs> Isn't that amazing? That is so amazing. So everyone listening to this, if you are listening and you are like, I don't know what makes me happy, that 
tip that Lisa just said, if you take yes. one thing from that podcast, start saying friggin' yes to everything. Say yes to everything. Somebody asks you to do something, say yes. Somebody has a new restaurant they want to go to, say yes. I don't know, whatever it is, just say yes. And it really is life-changing. Oh my gosh. Yes, yes, yes. Say yes to everything. I love that so, so much. I actually read that uh, Shonda Rhimes book, A Year of Yes, and it was really a phenomenal book. Well, there's a book about that. Yes. <laughs> Yes, there is. <laughs> yeah, it's called Shonda Rhimes. I, I believe it's, uh, she's the lady who created um, the nursing show. People are going to be yelling at their podcast right now. Um, uh, I'll think of it. I'll think of it by the end of the episode, but I know everyone who's listening already knows who this Shonda Rhimes is. She's a huge, massive television producer. Yeah. And um, she said that she said no to everything and she kept herself very much like, she only worked all the time. She said no to everything. And then for one year, she said, I'm going to say yes to everything. And it was called the year of yes. And she literally did a year where anytime anyone asked her, she had to say yes. And that's very much what you're saying in the same breath is like, just start yeah. saying yes to things and start because then that way you can find out what you want to do. Exactly. And you know what? You have so many more experiences and they like light up your life, you know, like, it's just, it, yeah, I, I can't say enough about it. That was, um, I'll go back just for a second about my exchange student. When he was living with us, he had all these things he wanted to do. And, you know, I want to give somebody a good experience. So I, I don't want to just be the kind of family that like sits around at home, which at the time was kind of like my husband. And so he and I, like, I just would take my exchange student to do all these things. We went to like a baseball game, a basketball game. We went down to LA, like toured all like Hollywood and Universal Studios and all the shit. And I, I can't, oh, we drove up like Highway 1 in California. And mind you, these are all things I've never done. I had, you know, I and you had lived in California. a baseball game, a baseball game. I had never driven up Highway 1. I'd been to LA before to the Hollywood part. I'd done all that. Um, but like, I, can't, I there's tons of other things that we did. I think we went up to, we went to Oregon, like, we went to, I took him to Reno. I had been to Reno though. Um, but like during that time, that eight months that he was with us and we did all these things, I was like, I've done so much more stuff like with him than I have done in the whole time I've lived in California. And the excuse is always, I don't have the time or I don't have the money or we can't do that or whatever the reason is. And it's like, I realized like there, it, there really is no excuse. Like you, you make these excuses, but you can, you obviously, I obviously can do them because there is time and there was money. So, you know, there was no excuse. And I think a lot of people kind of live by those. Oh, I just can. I've got, you know, I have this or I, you know, what I have an apple tree in my front yard. I don't know. Sometimes they're really dumb excuses. <laughs> yeah. And I think what you, you hit the nail on the head there where most people want to stay safe. And by the way, that show is called Grey's Anatomy. I just oh, had to think of yeah. it. <laughs> Probably neither. I don't watch that. Probably I don't either. either. But a lot of people do. And they were yelling at like literally blown away <laughs> that I don't know that I didn't know that. But all that to be all that to be said is I a hundred percent think that's going back to to number one, making the decision that you're going to say yes to everything. And number two, realize that the excuses that you are making are actually the thing that is keeping you from the life that you actually truly want. Totally. Totally. That's exactly it. Yeah. Like we, yeah. we want an abundant, happy, fulfilled, passionate, purposeful life. And so often we are the only thing exactly. that's 
keeping ourselves from that. And, and I don't think that everybody has to live their life like me and, no. you know, like leave the U.S. And I don't think everybody has to do that. But I do think like there are things that you want to do or even if, even if you want to have a giant ass garden in your backyard or something like I, I don't care what it is like there is a way to figure out how to do it. And that's what like I I just feel like inspiring people about is like there's outside the box options. There's a you can figure out how to do it. There is never like a thing that you can't figure out how to do or or you know do if you want. Like Google is a great thing. I used Google a lot when I was going through this <laughs> process. But like you'll figure it out if you just take the time to like think about it or have some outside the box options. Oh, I love it so much. So tell me in the last couple years, what do you think are like some of the best decisions that you have made? Mm-hmm. Obviously, besides, you know, moving to Paraguay and meeting your husband, but like, yeah, what are, uh, my, and if those are them, then those are them. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I'm, I'm living my best life right now. And I feel like it's only going to get better. Like it's going to get even better than this. I mean, <laughs> let's, let's be honest, like COVID's been a rough year, you know, but but it is, it's going to get better. And I feel like that is really largely due to um, my, my decision to host a foreign exchange student, my decision to get a divorce. I mean, I, I also went to Brazil that kind of like started that process, but got a divorce and then moved to Paraguay. I mean, those have been the biggest decisions in my life. And then more recently, um, I mean, <laughs> here, this is your podcast. This is not why I'm saying this, but, you know, going to your mastermind. Or was it a master, the mastermind I went to first? Yeah, yeah the, the mastermind level. first and then the retreat. Yeah, so the mastermind actually was really um, a big thing in my life too. I think I learned a lot of things about just myself and my character and my thinking patterns, like my mindset. And, you know, I feel like from that also, like it helped propel me into a whole other world of like, um, I think business, like what I was doing for myself. and. And the level up also was helpful, like on a personal and business level too. But since then, I mean, I've like doubled my income down here in Paraguay. I, you know, <laughs> I've been trying for a while that just let me talk for a second about like the mastermind. I had been trying to like build myself up on Instagram, get clients from there and nothing. I think I did that. I mean, this isn't that long of a time, but I was doing it for about six months, eight months, maybe and nothing. I was getting nothing. Like it wasn't paying off. So I kind of like, I, when I'd gone to the mastermind, you guys were like, does it bring you joy? And I'm like, no, it doesn't. I don't like having to be on there or write up a post that spends me an hour or I don't like it. And I so you're like, why? Just stop for two seconds though, because that is so, so, so important. Lisa is saying something that she absolutely hated to doing was not working for her. She was doing it for all of the wrong reasons. So I want you to hear that is the fact that so many people are doing something completely for the wrong reasons and no wonder it's not working and it fucking brings you absolute misery. Go on, Lisa. It it was. It was bringing me misery. I was not joyful about it. It was like, okay, we're traveling this weekend. I have to make sure I do my posts. Like, oh my God. It was just like, I. it's just not me. It's not like the kind of person that I am in general. So um, I went to the mastermind and you guys were like, stop doing it. Like, you don't like it. Stop doing it. So I did. It like gave me permission to not do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. And I, I kind of like, I pivoted um, and I ended up putting myself on, 
psychologytoday.com, which is like a national, even international um, website for the therapists to put themselves up there and, and then put them in searches and people would find them on there or whatever. So I put myself on there and like, it costs $30 a month, but that was the reason why I hadn't wanted to do it in the first place was because I didn't want to pay anything monthly. And I thought, Oh, if I can just get clients from Instagram then, <laughs> but, um, so I put myself on there, just like bit the bullet, $30, whatever. I mean, it's not even like I couldn't afford $30 a month. I don't know what my, my resistance to that was. And I ended up my, like I exploded, my business exploded. Like, like I was full within two months. of and, and I want, and I want you to touch on just, you know, quickly that one of the biggest issues that you have had or, or the one of the things that you've dealt with is definitely like the money mindset. I remember us sitting at the breakfast yeah. table and Lisa throughout our mastermind weekend, we came together. So for this mastermind, there was a retreat in the beginning. And Lisa was very much like, I'm here for business. This is all this is. And like <laughs> everyone else had like tears and breakthroughs and all the things. And it's our very last day. And Lisa was like, she was a rock. We couldn't get her. And then at the breakfast table, it was just like, you had your biggest aha moments the day before, like the day we were all leaving. And having that money mindset shift where you were literally like, I have to, like, I don't even know how I'm going to make a hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Fast forward literally like <laughs> 18 months. Go ahead. <laughs> totally. Totally. Um, now, like, I mean, I'm making eight to $10,000 a month. And when I first came here to Paraguay with the online thing that I was doing, I was making about three to 4,000, like on a good, on a good month. So um, that's like, double my income um, just from putting myself on the psychology today website and it just filled me up with clients plus I ended up applying for a different online platform that pays twice about two and a half times as much as the other one was paying and so I ended up I quit the other platform and I just go with that one now and then private clients so like there's a good side and a bad side. A good side is I'm, I've doubled my income. The like little negative side is that like, I actually work three days a week now and that's not like <laughs> my ideal life, but <laughs> this is like pretty but, much one day a week would be my maximum, but right. I'm suffering through, I am working three days a week and making 10 grand a week or 10 grand a month. Yeah. Like literally though, like I am just, I want, I know this is going to be one of, you know, Lisa may not have, you know, a blue check mark beside her name, but I know this is going to be one of the most highly regarded podcasts because I hope so. A hundred percent. I know it because every single person who has met you in my client, like in my masterminds or in my retreats or as a human being in general, you literally like people can tell even through the microphone. I know that they'll be able to tell like you are literally one of the most decision making, powerful, <laughs> joyful people. And you are living your life that you absolutely love. And I mean, that's kind of why people are resonating with me, because I fucking live a life that I love. And you are doing the exact same thing on your own terms, working yeah. three days a week in pa fucking Paraguay. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, hi. Yeah, I do. I love my life. And you know what? I've I've just passed two years being here and I'm like, now I'm like, I don't think I'll ever go back to the US. I mean, that's my thought right now. I, judging by the way I live my life, I can never say never because true, I don't true. know. But the way I feel right now is I don't think I would ever go back there. Paraguay is definitely not my end game though. Like I'm not going to be here 
for, I'm not going to live the rest of my life here, but um, we both, my husband and I have goals that we want to live in other countries as well and travel around and he opened a business. And so um, I can work from anywhere because I work online and his business, once it takes off a little bit more, we're giving it like five years, then um, it should be able to run itself and he'll be able to travel and we can just do do whatever. But but also my five-year goal, I've said five years. I don't know if it'll take me longer, but I'd really like five years. I'd like to buy a couple more properties in the U.S. Um, I'm saving money right now. We're building a house here that's going to be a, a vacation rental. We're going to put it on Airbnb. And then I'd like to buy a couple more properties in the U.S., and continue to like kind of make money off those and work even less. So <laughs> three days a week, 10K a month, and I want to work less. No, you are like literally the dream. You, your attitude is so fantastic. I, I honestly, I, I feel like it's a pleasure to know you. I know that you kind of joined to work with me, but I, I feel like totally reciprocated in the fact of who you are as a human being. And I'm just super grateful to know you. Okay, so I always ask my guests one final question. And the question to you today is, what is one decision you were afraid to make, but once you finally made it, it ended up better than you expected? Or if it didn't, what was the shitty lesson that you learned that you wouldn't take back? <laughs> um, for me, I, mean, I can't, I can't choose. No, I can't. It's moving to Paraguay. Moving yeah. to Paraguay was the best decision that I ever made. It has been like, totally life-changing for me. I mean, even if I would have only stayed for a year, I still don't think I would have said I regretted it because like when you have that deep desire to do something, you just, you just have to do it and see. And I think I would have learned a lot from it anyways, but, but definitely the best. I mean, it's given me more free time, freedom. I still make, I mean, I probably make more money here doing what I'm doing than I made in the U S and the cost of living is cheaper. So I live good, you know, on less money. Um, oh my gosh. I, yeah, I'm, I, I and, and it just has like really opened me up to also just being able to travel and do the things that I dream of doing. So, you know, I know every single person listening to this podcast today is going to truly be inspired by you to hopefully do something that they have been uh, putting off or saying yes to all the things and literally choosing and deciding to live a life that they love. Lisa, I love you and adore you. If people wanted to connect with you and just tell you how much that you've inspired them, where can they find you? Definitely. Even as a therapist, where can they find you? Tell us Definitely. all the things. Um, I have a website. It's just my name. It's lisajellison.com. And I'm sure you'll probably put that in the, totally in the, in the show notes. And I have an Instagram, a business Instagram. It's at Lisa Jellison LMFT. Um, and I do, I mean, I may not post every day, <laughs> but I do get on there. I do check my messages like that. You know, you, they can contact me there and they could email me, um, Lisa Jellison 517 at yahoo.com. Or if you're just Googling around and you want to check me out on Psychology Today. <laughs> Amazing. Well, all that information will be in the show notes. Girl, I adore you. I love you. I'm so thankful that you were wanting to be on this podcast because there's no one, there's not very many people I can think of that literally make powerful decisions the way you do. And so thank you for being here. Love you. Thank you I'll, so much for having me. It's been great. Yeah, I'm so glad. Love you. Talk to you soon. 
Thank you all so much for joining me on today's episode of the Decide It's Your Turn podcast. If today's episode resonated with you at all, please share it with a friend. Also, head on over to iTunes. Leave us a five-star review and a comment. What is it that you want us to talk about that will help you realize that at any moment and any day, you too can decide it's your turn. I'm Christina LeCure. I'll see you next time.